episode 167. We get a little surprise guests come to talk about the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame auctions. And then we talk some fall fishing and just some hanging out, shooting the breeze with the live viewers. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you enjoy this stuff, you know, if you got an app, podcast thing, write it, like, thumbs up, rate it, review it, love it. If not, just enjoy the episode. This week, the Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast is brought to you by Arsenal Fishing. Arsenal Fishing offers premium custom-made performance apparel and tackle. Arsenal delivers a wide variety of custom-designed baits, accessories, and tools, along with unique utilitarian apparel for all outdoor enthusiasts. As part of their support, you can use code HELLABASS15 to save 15% on all purchases at arsenalfishing.com to support the show. Now let's get back to helping you catch more bass and suck less. Late September, early October, the transition for fall fishing should be right around the corner for just about all of us if it isn't happening now. So that's what we talk about. Some fall fishing tonight. Might have a surprise guest bop in. We'll see. But uh, that is the plan for tonight, just to kind of hang out and chat about fall fishing and hopefully, very soon for all of us, the fall feed bag flips on, and with all that catching, all that fishing turns to catching. We are live, Tyler Duncan. You are correct. What's up, everybody? He has activated. Yes, sir. The uh, Sounds good. Looks good. Thank you. What's up, Tennessee Bassmaster? Oh, we might have a special. We got our special guests early and often. <laughs> Are you guys ready for some guests? Let me know in the chat if you want me to to bring in the uh, the special unannounced surprise guests or not. Or if not, we'll just skip it and just talk bass fishing, fall fall fishing. All right. Blow Rich says, bring them in. I don't know if they got their camera set up. Looks like they're having technical difficulties. Do it. Let's say hello. All right. Good evening, gentlemen. What's going on, Hello Bass? How are you? I figured I better bring a bring a special guest with me. You knew more about the Hall of Fame than I did. The one and only. I mean, you're a top five writer. You might be a top three. You're probably the top. No, you're a top three writer. In volume or in quality? In, in quality and volume. I appreciate it. He's also a, a top five fantasy pundit as well. I, I, I'm yeah. definitely in the top five in the fantasy pundits, usually in fifth. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Are you guys uh, live what, Live from uh, somewhere in... Yeah, we are at... Uh, we are in Branson. No, we're well, Spring, Springfield, Springfield, Missouri. Well, it's close to Branson. Close. Springfield, Missouri, at the Wonders of Wildlife, the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame uh, annual induction ceremony. Three people getting inducted. Uh, I can Ellie. I can Ellie. Bruce, Bruce Holt, Holt and Glenn and Andrews. Glenn Andrews. Uh, and then the board of directors, we have like a meeting that, I don't know, you explain it better. You know what's going on. But we got here tonight to socialize a little bit. And then we've been fortunate, Matt and I are relative newcomers to the Hall of Fame board. But really, in the past five or six years, these guys who've come in before us, Donald Howe, Steve Bowman, John Mazurkiewicz, 
they brought the organization back from the dead and, and found a home at Wonders of Wildlife and kind of need to figure out what our next steps are. We, we've been financially successful and we've funded a lot of scholarships and conservation programs and now we're looking at bigger and better things. Yeah, that's cool. Are you, are you guys checking in from uh, Pete Robbins Penthouse Suite or where are you guys? No, at? we just we kind of have a, a little meet and greet at the hotel where a lot of the inductees like families are uh, are staying this week. And then the actual ceremonies at the Wonders of Wildlife. It's kind of cool to like shut it down uh, and you'll get to walk through and take people in. It's it's really cool to, to see that aquarium. Uh, definitely a go-to destination for anybody who's never it's, been there. It's the best, it's voted the best aquarium in the world, I think, in like 19, 21, 22, and 23. It's really amazing. I've never taken the time to do the full tour, but even- You've never walk, done the full tour? Even walking through to the Hall of Fame itself, everything you see is like, here's the Amazon exhibit. Here's an albino alligator. Johnny Morris, like everything he does, he spared no expense to yeah, make it. Yeah, it's like extreme. a billion dollar aquarium. It's absolutely <laughs> insane. Have you been there, Rich? I have been to Springfield, but I have not been to the Wonders of Wildlife. Dude, like that's one where you wrangle up the whole family, you put them in the hatchback, you travel to Springfield, <laughs> Missouri, you spend three days, and you know you're just going to drop a G at Bass Pro Shops. Yeah, and every everything Johnny Morris does here, from Dogwood Canyon, yeah, to that to Top of the Rock Brunch, it's just like it's insane. You can come here and fish, and your family, even if they don't fish, can do an amazing number of things. Yeah. Yeah. We, Springfield used to be like, we used to take like a spring fishing club trip and we'd go to like Palm de Terre or one of those Ozark lakes and then like swing in and then we would drop. We would try to schedule it around like the spring bass fishing classic when they had like all their mega deals. And they, they used to have like the pros would come in and they'd have like casting contests and do all that kind of stuff. But I haven't done that in a long time. Palm de Terre was a, uh, it's a lake. It had musky in it. And there's actually that, that uh, spinner bait that I've used to talk about all the time called the, the Pommy, the Pommy special. The Palm special. Yeah. That was actually made on that lake. What is it? It's a, looks like a Colorado blade spinner bait, but when you reel it, the blade cups on the surface and it turns into a buzz bait. And it takes some actual like skill to get it up on top. And it goes. And muskies eat that or bass or both? Bass eat it, but there's a wire guard that comes off of the, pin or the off of the arm that was because there were muskies in palm de terry and that's why it's called the palmy special that's cool yeah little little history there well fun fact so you guys are socializing tomorrow is the big banquet and along with the banquet that's when uh, when the auctions finalize is that right yeah that is when the auctions finalize that is when we see if millikan's uh fish for millikan for a day actually hits twenty thousand. right now it's at 15 15 8 Right now, Millikan's Fish with Millikan auction to uh, to raise money for the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. I would put it right up there with the uh, GameStop stock a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you? What was the guy's name? The Dead Kitty or Crazy yeah, Kitty? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're approaching that type of territory. There might be a... Uh, it's on page three, I believe, Rich. There might be a... a uh, page three of trips? Yes. Oh, no. Page two of trip. There it is right there. Scroll back up. Scroll back up. He's in the red. He's holding. There it is. There right you there. go. What are we at? 15,550 to fish with Ben Milliken. For a day. No expenses included. <laughs> Rich, what would you do? Like, I, I, you know, all of us are kind of spoiled being 
in the industry or adjacent to the industry? Like, what? who would you spend the most money to fish with? I'm curious. Hmm. It's a good question. Not doesn't like, even have to be on here on a trip, yeah, just, just in general. Yeah, like I'm just trying to think. Trip. I feel like for me personally, somebody like Hack or John Cox or somebody like that, like somebody that's like a legendary kind of like shallow fishing guy that also seems like a fun person to hang out with. I don't know. I was thinking about that because I've never fished with Ike. I've been in the boat with Skeet a couple times. I've never fished with him. I fished with Van Dam. But what what Rich said makes sense. Like, yeah, there, are, without naming names, there are guys out there who would not be fun to fish with at any price, even if they're great anglers. Like, if you're going to spend the money, you want to have a great day and a great experience on the water. I'll tell you one I've never fished with uh, that we didn't mention that I would like to get in the boat with his rig. I don't care if it would be fun. Like, I know it wouldn't be like Chatty Cathy at all. I fell asleep in the boat with him. I know, but <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it would be awesome to be in the boat with Rick. Yeah, I, I agree. It's like the bucket list. And I would experience. ask him to throw a Rio Rico, even if it was January. And I would ask him to, to crank a 1.5. And I would ask what about him to pose. A pose. Throw a trickster spinnerbait. I would also ask him to throw a trickster. <laughs> For me, it would be Shaw. Like, everyone I know who's fished with Shaw. I fished with Shaw. And was it great? Oh, yeah. We caught the crap out of him at Gunnersville. Yeah, I think that would just be fun no matter where it was. Like, yeah. Shaw seems to have fun wherever he goes. Yeah, no, I agree. Shaw's so a there, good one to the, fish with. Three times as much to fish with Panger than Jason Christie, just for the record. Wow. <laughs> no, in general, it, this is an indication of, you know, uh, you have that whole, and, and I'm not taking sides here or anything, but, you know, the value of content creators and, tournament anglers and this is a small sample size but overall the content creators are uh going for more than the the the, the anglers yeah. the tournament anglers well i mean we're also able to get our trips out there a lot better than <laughs> That's true. but once somebody gets on the page right like they're still they see all the other ones mm-hmm. so it's just interesting well i'm also offering a 250 dollars travel voucher so that's yeah. just like cash to the person yeah like i'm doing like so you're basically car. you're basically stuffing your you're inflating your uh, trip by 250 dollars okay. well, like free fish and you got to spend the night because we're doing that's btl cool. one day and then we're doing yeah. crappie fishing and i want to do that crappie fishing with you you're so like and, and matt and i are both we're bidding collectively on the steve bowman frog hunting Shh, trip we don't want it well i guess we do we want money yeah. to be raised yeah we're but i did see that one was going for pretty where was Bowman? It's yeah. Well, this is not the duck hunt. This is the frog hunting trip. He was like the 1989 frogsman of the year. I think he's in the frog hall of fame. Is that what it says on it? Go down to the bottom. It's just a picture of a frog under trips. There. So it doesn't even say Bowman on there. Yeah. Click on it though. From the bottoms of Yellow Creek in Arkansas. Trip for two. Tim Friel and Steve Bowman voted Frog Hunters of the Decade in 1989. Okay, let's do it. I've got to fly out to Arkansas. But no, that's fine because then you can do the crappie thing. Yeah. In, fe- in April. Yeah, that would be real good. April's a good time. Okay. We're in. We're Don't outbid us. That's a that's a pretty convincing frog gigging description, isn't it? <laughs> 
Uh, one thing I've never done is gigging for froggy. I've caught a few frogs on frogs, but see, I don't know if Rich, if Rich, you really like to get outside your comfort zone because I know you're not an ice fishing fan. You like you like things that are green and brown and swim. <laughs> straight up hogging. You're straight up bass guy. If I, I can mean, ice fish, dig it, stick it, do whatever, I'm doing it. You're an honorary Cajun. <laughs> I mean, it's a bargain compared to the duck hunt. How much is it yeah, going for? So, thirty-one hundred. The duck hunt. So, so for for uh, a ten percent of the price, you can go frog hunting instead of duck hunting, and you're going to probably be. I'll grow up a little bit. Cause that'd be a great experience. You could do a show from there, and you could do articles. And I mean, yeah. Have you frog gig? No, I never have. It's freaking fun. I have a friend who put a frog gig through his foot, though. Oh no, frog gigging is fun. Okay, I'm in. I feel like the the night vision Sasquatch hunt with Greg Hackney is is should be go for more. Yeah, I had. So here's the thing: they're doing tomorrow. They're doing. Uh, I think Kevin and Davey are. Or, well, I saw Kevin tonight. Uh, but I think they're running kind of like the on-site auction. There and will be a live auction, I believe, with a live auctioneer and Davey and Kevin there to embarrass people into bidding. Higher yeah, amounts. so I'm pretty sure that the Sasquatch hunt is going to go through the roof. I actually had Hackney on BTL on Monday, uh, and we talked about this, and he claimed that he had a juvenile Sasquatch on trail cam and that he had a lead on where the bull was he called it a bull a bull (laughs) sasquatch so he felt fairly confident that whoever got this trip was gonna get a shot at 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 least a a, a, at least one clean shot at a squatch a a, a boone and crockett level squatch (laughs) he was very confident that the squatch would there would be some lead flying towards the squatch I didn't think he guaranteed you'd get one. He thought he'd guarantee you'd be around him, right? Guaranteed to be just... around him, yes. I was in the area, same area as the winner, as they say in tournament fishing. I found those same fish in practice. Mm-hmm. John Nelson kind of looks like JT Kenny. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, so a... Matt's been talking about it all week. Uh, he's had guests come on and talk about the importance of this, this auction and what they do. Pete, why don't you tell us why it's important and why we should support these auctions? Well, I mean, first of all, the, the causes are all great. We are an all-volunteer board. None of I, My brother works on Wall Street, and the other day he told me, he's like, I want to retire, and I'll just be on four boards, and I'll make like a hundred grand a piece per board. And he's like, how much do you make on the board of the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame? I said, I actually lose money on it. It costs me money to be on this board, but it's been the greatest honor of my fishing career to be on this one. All of the proceeds go to conservation programs, youth programs. Betterment of the hall. Betterment of the hall. And really, I mean, we're at a point in our sport where we're, let's say, 60 years old as a reasonable professional Mm -hmm. sport, 50, 60 years old. All of these people, the Rick Cluns, the Roland Martins, the Glenn Andrews are still alive. If we don't get their stories now and we don't celebrate them now, it's going to be lost. And two people I was particularly sad about who I was close to were Aaron Martins and Lonnie Stanley, who both got inducted after they passed away. And I thought that was a shame. I mean, we need to celebrate these people while they're still alive. And guys like you and Matt, who are doing the podcast and giving them a voice, are are doing a great service to all of us because this is all going to be recorded now. It's all saved for posterity. And 
I'm thrilled to be a part of this hall. It, it's exciting. And, you know, guys who I saw come up after me in the industry are one day going to be in the hall. Iconelli, who if you had looked at him 20 years ago when he was breaking flagpoles, you would have said no one's ever going to like that guy. No one, And now he's sort of the standard bearer. So it's cool to see that change in history. If, if I had started writing about baseball, I never would have had that opportunity. But as someone in the fishing industry, I've had great opportunities. Well said. Before I forget, I will put a, a link in the chat here for people that are trying to figure out where this auction site is. Um, so the trips are a little more expensive, but there are a lot of jerseys and items for people that may want to get in at a, uh, to be able to support it. And maybe, you know, obviously some of these trips probably come with a cost of travel and things like that, but they do have some swag boxes and some guns and hunting and coolers and rods and reels and bait packs. And you can sort by... I tell you what, feedback for the uh, Bass Fishing Hall of Fame, a sort by price feature would probably be pretty helpful for people. If you oh, want to yeah. take Good that one. back to the board. Um, there might be some people that want to look on the big end and make a big impact. And there might be more people that want to su support on a lower and they want to be able to sort by like, hey, what can I afford? Uh, that might be an easy way uh, for people. Items with no bids. There, so. there are still bargains out there, clearly. You There's know? a yeah. lot of jersey bargains out yeah. there right now. Like, we're talking autographed, game-worn jerseys. You know, and I would say set on what is to come. A guy like Akoyo Fujita, who I might win an angler that, of the, the year. I saw that, the rookie of the years. year, Koyo Fujita. No, he wasn't. Joey Cifuentes was. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, like, Fujita could be a bargain. Yeah, could. Rookie season Koyo Fujita. Who's eventually the angler of the year or classic yeah. winner or fuzzy dice champion of the world. Already Look at this. Vintage Sicko AOI Jim Bitter PFD. No, don't, no. You don't need to be seeing that, Rich. What about the Jim Bitter measuring board? Is it on there? <laughs> no. If we could get that, though, I would I would bid any price on that. Oh, in, about, in about 40 years, you're going to be standing at the pearly gates. St. <laughs> Peter's going to say... You're going to say, why am I not allowed into heaven? You're going to say, you know that Hellabass live stream? <laughs> where, where you talked about Jim Bitter's measuring board. Jim Bitter's measuring board, Ike's light pole. You'd be Jim, like, touche. And Kevin's community HOA banner. <laughs> They're like, touche, that's a fair point. I'll take the down elevator. <laughs> I, I a three-pack of Bait Sanity swim baits. Interesting. A bunch of AFCO gear. Mm -hmm. Some beat-down mounts. There's there's a little bit of everything. I mean, there's like a lot of stuff on here you can buy basically for retail and support the, the cause at this point. Very cool. Whoa, maybe I should get this. I, I could put this... Uh, I could put a Kyle Welcher Camus windshield on my Camus. I know that thing is sick and it's pretty low right now. I always thought the windshields are a cool thing. I have yeah. remember I, that Hank Cherry's Hank couple Cherry's, years ago. I have Kevin Short's windshield from his last season, and I've never figured out how to display it in my house because it's sort of an oddly shaped item. Yeah, it is. That is odd. And I think my wife would be mad if we put it on the mantle of the fireplace. Could you turn it into like a chandelier? Could or a sconce. You can get a, a day of fishing with Bill McDonald for oh, okay. less than you could probably find any average guide. On any random lake in the country. Yeah, 100%. So, and you can... uh, Rick B Pierce boat driving tutorial? Yeah. That's new. That's new. Mark Copley of Strike King 
convince Rick to do that one, and I would buy that. Four one. hours on Bull Shoals with Bass Fat Risk learning all the ins and out boat driving. Does it say which boat he's going to have? Is it while like you're experiencing the Jaguar SCS and 500R Mercury racing motor? What is that going for right now? 500 bucks. That's worth it. That's a deal. Yeah. The trip includes one night lodging at Gasson's White River Resort and lunch at Resort with Rick. Oh, yeah. I'd pay the 500 just for the yeah. Gaston's and lunch with Rick. Uh, I will like to. I would like to also point out that there is a one of one signed Frank Scalish eight and a half by eleven drawing that is available up for auction. Uh, that's very reasonable. I think last I checked, it was right around the two hundred dollar mark. But a great addition to anyone's man's cave. Anyone's man cave. I said man's cave. Man's cave. Yeah, these Bahio <laughs> sunglasses are less than less than retail. I know. I bought a pair and I paid more than that. Not impressed with that drawing. <laughs> He's on his cigar. It says uh, a 350-value Crush City, uh, not even out yet. You can get that for 125 So, yeah, there's a... Crush City? Uh, I do not yet. I haven't even seen it for sale yet. Dan Quinn is on the board. He is. He was there tonight. They've smoked it on that right now. There he is right there. There's Dan Quinn from Crush City. Definitely worth uh, taking a peek, yeah, at the the auctions and see what they got. So look, we got Dan Quinn from Rapala coming in and joining us. This is is this the mine behind Crush City? All right, we we better go back to full screen here, otherwise not everybody's gonna fit here. There's there's hello, Mr. Quinn. Dan Quinn himself, you know Rich Lingren, hella bass. We're live right now. Yeah, Minnesota native. Yeah, we're live. Yeah, what's going on? (laughs) Reviewing some of the uh, auction items. We were just checking what we were just checking out the Crush City package. The get it before you can buy it, looks like. <laughs> Look at the shirt. Show it up. Sporting the shirt. <laughs> Are those available yet? No, that's just a promo deal. Who okay, so Pete and I asked this and Rich was wanting to know who would you fish with if if you could fish with one person that you haven't fished with yet? Like, someone I have not fished with? Yeah, yeah, like who's on your who's on your fish fish list? That's a great name for it, isn't it? Who's on your fish list? Summer. Really because I mean you have a lot of opportunities open and then also a whole history. With, whole that's what I said well, with I the Quinn get to name. fish with all the guys I work with, and that's yeah that I But there's gotta so, be so someone of, of the guys you have on your staff. Who would be the most desirable? Like, who would you have the best day with if you were bidding on a trip? Is it Jacob or is it Ike? Seth. Seth. Oh man! They're... Wow. Uh, that's a, that's a really hard question because they're be all fun. so different. Like, if you want to have a really intense day and go nuts fishing and catch them and go figure things out, Wheeler. But he's even intense just fun fishing. Oh my gosh! You get five seconds. The trolling motor hits the deck. Five seconds and the boat's gone. It's like, whoa. I think Ott in the jet boat would be awesome. That would be a super cool deal, 100%. Uh, guy that I don't, I don't know. There's yes, no, you've literally you. fished with everybody you've ever well, dreamed of wanting to sure fish For sure not. I, you just totally threw a wild card at me, and I'm stumped. I even I've never stuff. thought about it, I guess. What about Steve Queen? Kevin. You've never fished with Kevin? Never fished with Kevin. I would... 
Oh, yeah, Kevin's got to be on the hit list. Would you, you probably... would you make him fish with no Strike King stuff and all rap list stuff? Only X raps. Only X raps. Small mouth. He might get a little twitching. <laughs> you could probably make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> He'd probably do it. Yeah. How many times have you fished with Kevin? I fished with Kevin. I practiced with him three days at the California Delta, and then I fished with him in northern Michigan for smallmouths. So that, to me, is like the oh, two best yeah. possible experiences. You can, yeah. Other than fishing, it was the California Delta, three days, and I got to watch him flip, and he flips as well as anyone. Like, that's what you don't realize about how Surprisingly good Surprisingly good. Um, other than, like, fishing at Falcon, that's about as good as it gets. Who's the more. best flipper on the Rapala Pro Snap? Is it Seth, bar none? I mean, Seth is really, really good. I'd say... Jake's really good too. And flipping. You don't think of Wheeler as a flipper? No. I think of Wheeler as being 98% probably arguably the best at everything. But. I'd say Seth's probably the best at picking like grass flipping. I would say Seth for sure. You put Seth in a big grass flat, like he's going to go. It'll be tough to beat for sure. I think of Seth though as fishing like. Minnetonka, Cayuga type grass, like those deeper grass flats as opposed to the matted stuff. Is that not right? You're right. Yeah, the, the northern grass, I think the milf will. The milf, the milf life. The milf life. <laughs> Rich, I will life. tell you one thing. <laughs> I love the milf life. My forearm is going to, my right forearm is going to be twice the size of my left from holding the camera after this. That's a likely excuse. <laughs> <laughs> well, you better, you better uh, balance it out and grab a beer with the other hand and uh, get back to socializing then. Oh, man. What else you got for me? I don't know. So, and then next week you're coming up, you're doing a show from Omni, and then you're going to fish a tournament up in my neck of the woods. Yeah, I'll be up. Uh, I will be up uh, next week. I leave Monday to head up to the 25th St. Jude Dick Hiley Bass Classic out of Wabasha. Uh, <clears throat> I have been assured by my team partner, Adam Bartuzek. He wants to make sure we have double split rings and two X hooks because we'll be catching four and a half pound smallmouth two at a time. Three the at a time. Rig bite is really good right said, now. Bring the saltwater spook and you'll catch three four pounders at a time. So the topwater bite hasn't started. It's all a rig bite right now. Oh, oh, I got some of those ring, uh, some of the gamakatsu ring hooks. It's all a sea rig bite. It hasn't been cold enough for a topwater bite. Sea rig bite? Then I'm not coming. Sea rig bite. I'm not coming. I'm gone. I'm done. He's going to have to find someone else to fish with. I'm, I'm not driving up to Minnesota to throw a freaking Carolina rig. That's like laying up on a par three. Are you a Carolina rig guy? No. And you just came out with a bunch of plastics that you use for Carolina rigging, and you're still not even going to sell it. No, I'm not doing that. Are you? Not my deal. No, it almost broke up my marriage. My wife really loves the Carolina rig. <laughs> She's like, this, this is, is cool. <laughs> no, it's, no not. it's not. You're kidding. We right? a tournament, a two-day tournament this weekend on the river. It was won on a Carolina rig. Cool. You, you, will be, you will be having some great fishing. That's where you go to fun fish right now. On the river? Pool 4, Pepin, Pool 5. Yeah. So last time I was on Pepin. Tournaments in the spring normally. Yeah, when I was on the spring last time in Pepin, Bart was like, "Hey, we're gonna fish these current seams," and I was like, "I don't know how to do that." So we ended up in Pepin, and like two feet from the boat, I had a 586 smallmouth slackline my jerk bait. No. Yeah. Oh my god. So first day of the Jude, 
586 smallmouth, and Bart's just like losing what? his gourd. Good he's Lord. like, dude, he's like, you don't understand. That's like a mega smallmouth for Pepin. Is that oh, a big smallmouth for Pepin? I've never even, I, uh, I for sure have never. I'll show you the picture. Pepin. I'll show you That's the picture insane. of it afterwards. And, and didn't win Big Bass. Yeah, we didn't win Big Bass. What? Yeah. There's like a 580. Even largemouth. That's a There was a 580. A five pounder in Minnesota is a mega. Yeah. But I had a great time. It's it's by far the most fun tournament uh, because the Bassmaster Opens are zero fun. It is by far the most fun tournament uh, that I fish every year. I've fished with Wheeler twice. Really? Seth fishes it. It's it's cool, but it's a fun tournament for the venue and obviously the fishery. But the cause of the St. Jude, like. You can't argue with that. Over a million dollars earned this just this year. It's, they set the record last year with like seven hundred eighty-one thousand. This year, over a million. It's super cool. And Fat Cat. Last question, Matt. Yeah, Fat Cat supports. It. Why don't you fish that, Rich? That's a good question because I haven't found the right turn partner to fish with. <laughs> you need to fish that. You need to run a Hellabass live. Fish with Hellabass at the St. Jude next year. And then use people who donate to it to, to do it towards your entry fee, towards your team, and then fish with one of your listeners. See? Hadn't thought of that. I like it. It's three for three here. It's on, it's on my radar. Like, I've been okay. thinking scheming, so. It, um, you can tell Dan I've been trying to get Sobe to fish with me, but he won't commit to it. So maybe. Yeah, knock it off. Quinn, can you you should tell Sobe he should answer my text when I, tell Sobe to answer my text when I invite him to fish the Jude and we could do be a power couple and fish it together. But he always he always snubs me and gets busy. He's a he's a Rapala Crush City guy. His That's what I'm saying. Videos. I mean, Gold shouldn't Crush City be represented at a big way at the Jude? We should let's convince him. Why not? That'd be fun. It would be. If you guys don't watch Tourney Tuesdays with Sam Sobey, it's a unique series because uh, apparently there's 10,000 lakes in the state you live in, and they can do a tournament every Tuesday on a different body of water within 20 minutes of each other. So, like, their Tuesday nighters are – I'm telling this to all the Hellabass listeners who are all in Minnesota. Their Tuesday nighters are on, like, 13 different lakes for 13 different weeks. So you can film on it without giving away where the juice is. I wish we had that. It's not like Thunderbird where you go out and it's like, oh, that's one of the three brush piles he's cracking them on. (laughs) Missing the wildcat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Minnesota's a cool place. Pretty good fishing. So, so, Matt, one more question for you. What's, 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 What's your plan to win Harris and make it to Grand? Uh... All right, I'm going to talk about breaking news, I guess, tonight. I haven't even announced it on BTL. Uh-oh, you're not going to Grand. You're not going to Harris. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm eight in. I'm chasing bad money at Harris. The the Dick Hiley St. Jude Bass Classic is the same week as practice for Harris. I can go up there. I can enjoy the week. Uh, if I was to go to Harris, I'd only get one day of practice in, and because the St. Jude was rescheduled, we've already raised over – uh, right around ten thousand dollars for BTL for the St. Jude, so I'm going to go enjoy my time, spend a couple days at Omnia, fish the St. Jude with Bartuzek, and uh, cut my losses and only fish eight of the nine opens this year. I can see that. Makes sense. 
So Matt Pangrak is officially not fishing the Grand Lake Classic. <laughs> I'm officially Grand Lake Classic. What it is. Disappointing. Yeah. But a reality. Yeah, I, I, smart business business decision, I think. I, I tend yeah. to agree. So all right. Well, thanks for checking in, guys. I'll let you guys get back to it and uh, we'll continue the show and you guys can uh, hang out, have a good time. Cheers, everybody. All right. Uh, have a good night. And, uh, I appreciate it, man. Look forward to getting my All right. And uh, people, we'll, we'll talk about some of the bids and <laughs> catch you later. See ya. Yep. Cheers. All right. There was our, our fun little interjection to the evening. Hope you guys enjoyed that little spontaneous check-in from three industry guys. Um, there is lots of stuff on the site. It is pretty cool. So I threw some links in there. I think I pinned it on the YouTube. If you guys want to go and look at some of those, it's worth looking through there and reading some of the sites. If you've got some interest and you can help out, that's awesome. Um, but I just wanted to highlight that and, uh, thought it'd be cool. It's timely since it's going down tomorrow night. And I think you can still, like, if you're in that area of Springfield, I think you can still get tickets to go to that banquet tomorrow night. I think it's like 250 bucks for two people to go to the, something like that. All right. Trevor thought it was fun. Um, so you can just make a donation on there. Lots of, lots of, lots of opportunities. Whew, so fall fishing. It's, I don't feel like it's quite started. Let me know in the chat if it started where you guys are at, but I fished a tournament this weekend and the feedback did not feel like it was on. Um, is it just one trick shed or was it a couple trick sheds? BBC. Um, I saw the trick shed. Wasn't sure if that was a trick shed package or just a single trick shed. Maybe I was looking at the uh, KGB glide package. Ooh, the bullshed trick shed's 240. That's just a single. Okay. Just one. You got a much better deal on the one that I got yet, the classic. <clears throat> But uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Is the is the fall feeding started where you are? Or is it still late summer funk? I think we need a couple more cold nights up here before the feedback really starts. At least on our on the river, anyways. Uh, I haven't been on any lakes recently, um, but uh, Jen painted one up. Let's see here. Current bid two forty, next bid two fifty five. A hard to obtain bullshit trick shad, custom paint job. Kind of looks like a sexy shad a little bit. Lake Oahe is good, says Eric. Oh man, Tyler, sorry, didn't work out. There are going to be sticklers on that these days. Craig says definitely not started for him last weekend. We do have warm temperatures this weekend. Hopefully I'm going to get down the river, do some practices. So I fished the TBF semis down in Prairie du Chien, pool 10, pool 9, 10, and 11 last weekend. And I think it took two days to win. It was 28 pounds, which is okay. Uh... I think it was like basically 17 and 11 is what the winner had. My buddy Kevin Rue from uh, on Alaska, uh, lacrosse area, he had a good tournament. So he's headed to the the uh, TBF National Championship. Um, 
and then also uh lee butcher from minnesota is the co and uh the guy i fished with on day one max he made it uh as a co for wisconsin and then uh jason Alrod from minnesota was uh the boater from minnesota Bleach didn't seem like it was. Typical fall pattern this weekend. St. Clair next weekend, hopefully, for you, Darius. Yeah, so I think it's close. Usually, you know, in the next week or two here in the north, and then it'll start coming down south. Uh, Ryan says, in Ohio, the fall rivers, the smallies are crushing topwaters like crazy, and they're schooling up like wolfbacks. Well, that's good. Awesome to hear. Hopefully that's what we see real soon because we have a tournament on October 9th coming up on the Mississippi River out of Winona. And I'm hoping that the fall topwater is the deal. Um, what's up, Bauer? What's going on? Can I come to you? Come here. Come here. Come here, Bauer. Just come here for a second. Oh. Oh. Bauer loves to be here. There's Bauer. There's our young small dog. He does not want to be up here. He is not happy. What's going on? I don't know what kind of dog you are, Bauer. But that's Bauer. He doesn't want to be held. We'll let him go. Copper's too big to pick up, so we'll just... What's up, Clay? Colby says he got a practice on a very... I've got practice on a very small greasy lake that's toxic eligible. Many tips. In the lakes around where I live in the fall, the dirty lakes... Um... If there's no, I like to get as shallow, a lot of times that clear water is shallow as possible. Like finding those like backs of docks, shallow as you can be, fish almost back out of their water, little overhang tree, little tiny weed mats, things like that. Frogging and flipping, it's extremely shallow is often a good uh, bet. Covering water with a buzzbait can be good. Or if there is some offshore rock type stuff, that can also be good. I've got two dogs. Bauer is like three, I think. Uh, I didn't get a chance. Practice was cut short. I was late getting there, so I didn't really get to throw the top water. I did put hooks on it. Um, so Bauer like hockey, Michael Bradley. Greg says they were deep on cast. I've never caught bass deep on cast. That's interesting. <laughs> I think he's got some German Shepherd, some kind of um I don't know what he all has. Yep, two dogs. Copper the big dog, and you, you guys have had to hear Copper barking on the streams in the past when it's been thundering out. He goes nuts. Um, but uh, yeah, so I spent basically two days practicing on the river. I got there not till one thirty on Wednesday. Practiced till like seven. Practiced from like oh, seven to seven or. 7 to 6 on Thursday, and then from like 7 to 3 on Friday. And uh, found some fish, kind of scattered. It was okay on Wednesday night. Found good numbers, but not the size I wanted. Found a couple of spots with good size, but not the quantity on Pool 9 on uh, Thursday. And then Friday morning, I couldn't hardly get a bite. Caught one short until like 
11 o'clock in the first four hours on pool nine, then locked down to pool 10 or not locked out, drove around because we were taken out of pool 10. I thought I should have some clue of where to catch a fish for like, if I got locked out or, um, you know, coming back early from the locks and, uh, you know, get four hours of practice. And that didn't really go well. I shook, caught one short and shook one fish off. Uh, so Friday was really bad. I didn't even catch a keeper in basically almost eight hours of fishing. So yeah, the tournament went okay. The first day I locked it, we didn't, couldn't lock. I didn't get through the lock until like 10 o'clock on a seven o'clock takeoff. Um, was able to catch a couple smallies on a sand drop in the morning. My partner caught two fish. We locked up. Uh, when I got to my best spot on nine, I broke out the lipless crankbait, which was a key bait on practice and the tournament. And I actually kind of a throwback to a previous stream here. Um, I looked, I wanted the water had a little tinge to it. So I was kind of looking for something, not just a normal shad pattern. So I went in my box and found um the chartreuse and purple pattern um and uh throwing this on a 765 cb champion so i like the 76 rod crankbait rod for like whipping traps out there and i think i got this on just like a tatula tws 6.3 here i think i've got like 17 pound mono and uh yeah the prop did survive but there's the this was a really good pretty like had a lot of fish in practice and in the tournament does anybody remember what kind of lipless crank? this is like literally one of the few times the first times i've ever thrown this lipless does anybody know what that is what uh what lipless that is it's kind of got some you can see the teeth marks on the the head of it getting chewed on there where she says uh Demolishes smallies on Lake Erie. I think this is suffix mono. Put some uh, number four EWG gummies on there. It's got, I don't know if you, this, uh, this might help you. It's got rotating hook hangers. It's actually. Uh, a Thunderhawk. This is that Thunderhawk. What is that? A10? Is that what they're called? Three quarter ounce rattling version. I had not really thrown them a whole lot before this, <laughs> but I had some in my box from that uh, when the Thunderhawk sent us some lures. And uh, I wasn't super impressed with the half ounce one, it didn't seem to track in the water. But the one with the rattles and the three-quarter ounce did. So I thought, uh, and uh, it got bit. I was pretty impressed. So it's the sergeant, the Thunderhawk sergeant. My bad. Unfortunately, they do not sell them at... Uh, Omnia. Just gonna pull them up here on uh, another website. Yes, it is the sergeant. My bad. 
Why is it on here? They only have one of each. I thought there was Thunderhawk Rattle. Okay, that's the one I'm using. So this color is called uh, Sunset Purple. A10 is a square bell. This is the sergeant. My bad. It's been a while since we looked at these, but this is the bait I was throwing. And uh, the hooks on it that were came on it were pretty good. I switched them out with gummies for the tournament and uh, honestly lost very few fish, which you're going to lose some fish on Lithos crankbaits. But I feel like these rotating hooks actually helped quite a bit to keep these pinned. Casted a mile, got down, generated a lot of bites. So overall, pretty impressed with... Uh, the sergeant. Oh, oh, I never put it on the screen. MB. As my kids would say, MB? MB? Does anybody else's kid say that? MB, Dad. So. Yeah. There it is. I got a bunch of different patterns. I got a few other patterns in my boat. I tried throwing... I think I'd only tried throwing the half-ounce one in uh, the non-rattling version. wasn't super impressed with the non-rattling one. Reviews seem to like it, so there you go. Um, where's my uh, my wrap here? Oh, I bet you that was loud for you guys when my mic fell over and hit the desk. Sorry about that. Another MB. rat back on it so bower copper doesn't come downstairs then end up with a sergeant in their face wife would not be happy about that yeah aj uh was at a tournament um but uh, he should be back by now Colby says i got eight of the new bass puzzle grass piece baits i don't even know what those are what's a bass puzzle is that a brand Not familiar with Bass Puzzle. Panger caught one, caught, tell Panger caught four of one cast is using a rig. Nice. He's gone now, but uh, MB is my bad. That's what my kids tell me. MB, my bad. Or Michael Bradley. Yeah. Small Japanese band. You kids in your JDM. Even though we got time for that. The other bait that uh, in practice it was pretty good, but also in the tournament was uh, a white swim jig. Uh, no surprise there. Not a river secret. But actually, this is the, probably the first time I've really, really thrown the Arsenal swim jig a lot since they came out late this summer. And I, I like the 3 8 version. They, they kind of like their their weights are pretty true. So their 3 8 is probably like somebody else's 5 16 honestly. But uh, this kind of like simple white pattern with a fleck and then a, a little menace scrub got bit through that on 18 pound sunline. And uh, cut all three of my keepers on the second day of the tournament for like eight pounds. 
and a whole bunch of shorts, but they were they were eating it really good. I just wasn't around enough fish. I feel like I had the baits in the areas or the baits and the type of stuff I was looking for. I just didn't find enough of it to run in the tournament, if I'm being honest. But the Arsenal Swim Jig passing the smell test and the use test so far, me pretty impressed. Was hooking up on fish really well. Uh, you'll see that in a future video. So those are the two best baits. If you're going to the Mississippi River anytime soon, they're biting pretty good. Bass puzzle. You want me to search bass puzzle? See, I like things that I can find uh, easy. Oh, of course, it's at the hookup. <laughs> It looks like it would catch, is it called the grass piece because it will catch every piece of grass that it touches? Because that's what it looks like it would do. With that arm like that, I feel like it would literally catch every piece of grass it touches. Or am I just the only one that thinks that? Uh, this is the, I think it's just an XT, SLX XT. It's a good reel. I'm a, I'm a fan of the SLX XT. I feel like the regular SXLX, XLXs, SLXs wear out on me. Um, exactly. <laughs> I said we boycott the hookup tackle. Has anybody thrown this and does it actually come through grass? Because I don't feel like it would. Colby's also hedging his bets that it might not be the greatest bait in the world. I feel like not around. I mean, it's a bladed jig, right? Crossbreed of a spinnerbait and a chatterbait. It does not require worms. The flight attitude is stable and flies well. The vibration is strong and the feeling of bubbling, bubbling is clear, which is on the pedigree of chatter. This is the third shallow cowboy bait with a 0.2 millimeter ultra thin blade with excellent sharpness and response. By making an extremely short arm, the hookup rate was when slurped has been increased. In addition, the overall silhouette has become more compact, contributing to a stability of the flight distance. It says nothing about coming through grass. The bass puzzle. I don't want to listen to him talk. It looks like a chatterbait. Congratulations. A chatterbait that probably doesn't come through grass. Said a worm not required, but they have a worm on that one. Trailer hook. Interesting. I don't know. Count me out on the bass puzzle. No, it's a bladed jig. Yeah. Agreed, Tyler. XT, 30 bucks. Completely worth it. What is it set up as? Oh, man, I can't see that well. My, uh, my, my TikTok light's not really working tonight. My eyes are not. I'm starting to get old, people. Starting to get old. Looks like I have the magnetic on like a three. 
I don't see. And on the inside, two and two. Half on, half off. For a swim jig, anyways, that's what I primarily throw. And the swim jig was on a 734C. I don't believe you. You're a JDM apologist, Brown Bay Company. Kent Evans has been throwing it on the Elite Series and the Opens. I don't feel like it would go through the grass I was fishing on the river. I feel like eelgrass would absolutely just garble it up. Um, What else is going on? So, big weekend of youth soccer next weekend. Uh, uh, this coming week. So, hopefully get out Sunday, pre-practice my tournament, and then uh, hopefully get out for a day and a half next weekend. And then we have a Monday, October 9th tournament. Um, I think that's a 7-1 to one on this one. Seven point two for the swim jig. <laughs> so they Kenta do they have a Kenta Kamuri jersey on the uh the auction site? So let's see. Kenta No Kenta jersey. Boo. When will the first snow fly in Minnesota? I feel like we see the first flurries often in late October, early November. But we usually don't get snow that sticks until December. Early December, typically. It's all over the place. We've literally had blizzards on Halloween that are two feet. And we've had Christmases where there hasn't been any snow. So it's it's really a crapshoot gator. Andy Leonard says, picked up a bunch of frugal jigs at an auction. Not familiar with frugal jigs. They do. I've been uh, out of the office. There's a big, good deal for Omnia Premium members right now. Am I missing something in my email? <sighs> All right. Premium exclusive. For those that are premium members, $50 off your next order of 200 plus. So that's basically just 25% off, right? Plus, you still earn credits. Um, well, that's good. So you get 25% off, but you're going to also earn 10% back on that order in points. So that, that is a pretty good deal. For those that are members and didn't see their email, you might want to look at that. Don't mind the 14,000 unread emails here. Um... Use code PREM50BONUS, ends 9.30, which is what, uh, Saturday night? 
they think I should buy uh, Jackhammer, Razor Shad, Speed Cross, and Hotshot Minnows. And if you're not a premium member and you've been thinking about it, I'll put a link in the description for you. Or in this chat right now. Yeah, Ben is up to 15000 on his uh, auction for sure. So, but uh, yeah, that's a pretty good deal. If you've been thinking about premium but haven't pulled the trigger on it, that could be good. Yeah, especially up where Greg lives, it tends to snow a little earlier. He's about two, three hours north of me. All right, drive safe, Matthew. Yeah, I don't, Frank. Ice fishing's overrated. Yeah, and that this will be a great opportunity, uh, Dax. They've been cracking down on the codes. I know, like, I've heard people tell me that it hasn't been working on Daiwa. So if you're looking at rod or reel purchases, especially now Daiwa, Shimano, Loomis, um, Mega Bass, things like that, this $50 off 200 is probably going to work on those types of purchases. Plus, you're going to get 10% back. So I would bet that this will work on a lot of those restricted things. So, I, I mean, you got to test it, but... Uh, A no-brainer or a no-brainered? Is that a Freudian slip, Brian? And if you remember, when using this uh, premium special code, if you want to click a link in my description before you made that order, I wouldn't hate it. But, you know, I know it's hard to remember that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Yep, for sure, Tyler. Um, I enjoy eating pike. Does that count, Frank? Eat a pike, save a jackhammer. <clears throat> what other? What else do people know? What's the bite like? What's going on? What kind of questions do we have? I'm not going to go real tonight. My daughter has soccer practice at five forty-five a.m. before school tomorrow, so I got to get up at five and take her to soccer. Uh, before school. So, and I was gone all day. Yeah, that is nice when you're like, dang it, I need two packs of craws or two packs of Senkos or one spool of line to be able to order that guilt free and not get charged shipping for sure. That is a, a huge win for, uh, for a uh, premium. All right, Bass Assassin. I'm still trying to figure out the best three. It's a half-ounce jig rod. Fishing wheel foil. Got the XP74 the other day, but I want a little stiffer tip. I do believe the 735 has a stiffer tip. Um, I, To me, the 745 and the 744 are really similar. Uh, I think you have me on Instagram, Bass Assassin. DM me again tomorrow. I probably will have time. I can probably actually go out in my garage and flex test the 744 and the 735 side by side as well. Actually, I have all four of those rods. So, Bass Assassin, remind me tomorrow, and I will give you an updated like comparison and tell you which one 
um, and how they compare to the XP744. So I'll do that for you. But I've not tried the root beer. I do not have root beer or cream soda in my house. Yeah. The 735 is a popular jig rod. I know that for sure. Um, I just haven't flexed them side by side. Um, yep. Soccer is cheaper than hockey, but they both are not cheap. Oh, well, do you have my email or my Facebook? I feel like you've messaged me somewhere else. No? Or am I making that up in my head? We all assumed it was you, Clay. That was what we were talking about before you got on. Pangrak and I were sure that it was you that had been bidding up the uh, the Millican trip. So you can apologize about telling him he wasn't going to have a top 10 all year. <laughs> it's Randy Blockett bidding on uh... honestly though like let's talk about this let's look at these trips I probably should bid on um, that's the wrong so some of these are a little pricey but uh Wasn't the blocket trip like super cheap? $428 instructional jerkbait trip. Veteran Mega Bass Pro Rhino Blocket will take one or two anglers out at a mutually agreeable time on Table Rock Lake to provide them with a crash course of five decades of advanced jerkbait knowledge. No live scope. If I'm allowed to make a video of that, I feel like I could make 500 bucks on that video. No? watch mean oh it's like you gotta sign in here um The 734 Champ is a very good rod. It's an all-around good rod. I like it with the swim jig rod. It does a lot of things really well. You can throw a spinnerbait. You can throw a lipless. You can throw a buzzbait. You can throw Texas rigs. You can throw lighter jigs. Um, it's a great do-it-all rod. Yep, that'll work. Send me an email. Remind me of the question. Live, uh, yeah, so, Brendan, I didn't want to, like, bother people to be a moderator because it's, it can only be during, I really can only do it during the evening start at like, it gets dark at like seven o'clock. So now my only option is really do it in the weekend. So are there people like I, I was thinking like, I know like you and Brian did an excellent job, but if you're going to be home on a weekend and you have time to watch me fish for three or four hours and moderate, aren't you going to be out fishing yourself or you're going to be busy? But 
if you guys have that kind of time, let me know. Um, be, I'm, I'm working on a way where I can self-moderate, and I have some plans, but I need to order some gear. My daughter is actually, uh, she was going to be a setter in volleyball until she broke her hand right before the first game. Ooh, gymnastics. I'm glad my kids are done with that. That's expensive and a super big time commitment. No, there's, there's some, probably some better trips. Like if I want to learn fishing, but like if I want to monetize the trip and get my ROI, this has got to be the best value. Like if I can bring my GoPro and film a day with Randy, Uh, bring a portable live scope in randy's boat that'd be awesome and then make a video like he's up there fishing like talking about jerk baits and mega bass 110s and this and then i've just got the camera on myself and i'm just like sneaking a little ice fishing like <laughs> live scope in the water <laughs> Uh, I feel like Randy would try to like block me and not let me fill it. What is McClellan's jersey at? Uh, hmm, excuse me. $95 only. And the straight cast block it. Well, they were they were attacking block it. Hmm. Uh, I think Ben was thinking that he thought he needed a top five when he was on BTL. I don't know. I haven't done the math. I'm thinking more top ten, top twenty than top thirty. Tyler says. Uh, Top five to ten. Oh look, now that we, now we know Ben will make the elites because Clay says there's no way that Ben makes the elites. Um, I mean, I think Bobby Lane only needs like a top twenty to make the elites. He's in what twelfth or thirteenth? Yeah, can we can we get the guy trip in my boat? Jim says the. Uh, the straight cast is worth a replay this week. Maybe I'll I'll try her once. Maybe I'll download it. Did they put that on MP3? Um, here you go, Frank. You can get a Cooper Gallant jersey, fellow Canadian, for only $130, Frank. I wonder, do you have to pay ship? Maybe they have to pay the shipping and you could win, Frank, on the Canadian shipping. Hmm. A Fred Zink custom autograph golf call. Uh, duck call, I don't know what that is. Play secretly is Ben, not just loves Ben, Brian. There's a lot of guys that, def I don't know, whether I think they'll make it, whether they do make it. Well, I guess at this point, we can just wait two weeks and watch the uh, <laughs> um, the tournament. 
Like Randy is literally the cheapest trip on here. That baffles me. Has he not like announced it on his channel or what? Uh, one, who's in the hunt, Tad? Are you in the mix for the Prior Lake Hooksetters? I, I don't know. I haven't seen the standings. You guys keep that in your private Facebook chat. Grace, see, we need a Bobby Lane jersey so it would fit. Um, there's got to be some other jerseys. Oh, there's all the jerseys. All right. Looking for jerseys that fit Greg. Uh, Greg, you're not that big, first of all. You could fit in a Russ Lane jersey, no problem. He's a big guy. Terry Scroggins, Tommy Biffold, Wiggins. You could fit all those jerseys. Jersey, I mean, although bass fishing guys are kind of like a lot of them are jockeys. You can fit in a Matt Robertson jersey, no problem. Buddy Gross, you'd be swimming in a Buddy Gross jersey, Greg. Um, but does anybody buy these jerseys so they could wear them? I feel like most people buy these jerseys to hang them somewhere in a in an office or a den or a, a man cave. See, wouldn't it be fun to be able to sort these by price so you could see who was. Nixon, $500. Stetson Blaylock's only $75. Former guest, Luke Palmer, only $105. Biffle jersey is only 130. The rooster, 100 bucks. Here's funny. Is that Nick LeBrun? Nick LeBrun and uh, James Nigemeyer look a lot alike <clears throat> at first glance. All right, let's catch up to the chat here. <laughs> That's awesome, Rich G. <laughs> a buddy of mine sent me a screenshot of a Randy Blockett thing. All it sells for $35 million. Said buddy is no longer a buddy. What's up, Rusty? That could be Frank. <clears throat> but I'm just saying, with that many people that follow him on YouTube, there's got to be enough guys that are willing to pay 500 bucks to go fishing with them. <clears throat> Birds winning, Steve Lee close on his tail, hoping to be in the you're hoping to be in the top four. What is the final tournament is on I forget where you where you guys are fishing your last tournament. dropman has got himself a Matt Steffen jersey. Oh, maybe someday we could think about that, Lucas. 
um, I've given away some trips to the Minnesota Bass Nation to uh, to raise money before. I've never fished with Gary. Nope. Nixon 92 jersey. Yeah. A lot of these are new jerseys. Honestly, it'd be cool to get some of their retro jerseys for some of these guys. I agree, Clay. Medicine. That'll be tight with your club. Nice and cozy. Mm, I don't know. I think it'd be fun. I mean, I know they sent a pile of uh, $10 block at jigs. No, I think the Stefan thing was separate. I didn't see Stefan on here. I know they do a lot of these jersey auctions for uh, St. Jude as well. So that's on eBay a lot of times. Uh, how do I feel about Ike going in the Hall of Fame? I mean, I think that's fine. I mean, should we look at, do they have a <clears throat> Hall of Fame list here? Let me, uh, the hack trip is very interesting for sure, Clay. Let's see if we have a uh, <clears throat> Hall of Famers. We go by by class. So they go back to 2001. It's not that long. Let's let's see who's in. All right. So the first year they put Ray Scott, Homer Circle, Bill Dance, Bob Murray, Larry Nixon, Rick Clunn, Roland Martin, Forestwood. That's a pretty stout class. Uh, I mean, obviously Ray Scott. Founded Bassmaster, Homo Circle, one of the longtime writers, editors, contributors, uh, uh, writer of bass fishing, Bill Dance, we know who he is, Bobby Murray, fishing the first classic, or won the first classic, Nixon, Clun, Martin, all legendary tournament figures, Forest Wood Ranger boats, right? So Denny Brower, Bob Cobb, Co Keto Hidden, Jimmy Houston, Johnny Morris, class 2002, also stacked. Jerry McKinnis. Don Butler, Tom Mann, Tommy Martin, Hank Parker, pretty notable names. Earl Bentz, George Cochran, Harold Sharp, Billy Westmoreland. So Christine Houston, what I think that's Jimmy Houston's wife, I believe. Jim Bagley, Ricky Green, Al Linder, Ray Mursky. Uh, I don't know who Stan Fagerstrom is. Basil Bacon, Bill Norman, D. Thomas. Then you got Charlie Campbell, Nick Cream, Buck Perry, Virgil Ward, Wu Daves, Erwin Jacobs, John Powell, Steve Price, Tim Tucker, Ken Cook, Guy Aker, Dave Preck. So when you start reading some of these anglers, like Guy Aker, good fisherman, did a lot for the sport. Um, I don't think Boyd's in there quite yet, Clay. Hold your uh, uh, for that. But like when you start reading some of these names, I think Ike fits in. I believe Gerald Crawford was a media uh, writer. Glenn Lau, super, you know, did all those uh, underwater bass footage. Uh, Polly Elias, he's a classic winner. Mike Folkstead, Western angler. Uh, Jack Wingate, 
um, Harold Allen, Bill Huntley, Stacey King. I mean, like Stacey King versus Mike Iaconelli. I mean, no, no knock on Stacey King, but Iaconelli has done you know a bigger impact on the sport for sure. Um, so Van Dam is in there. Gary Klein. Fritz, Davis, Height, Linder, Kirchel, Bowman, Yellis, Hedden, Aaron Martins is in there. Uh, he was in 2022. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, I think it makes sense for Ike to be there. Bob Cobb, he's on there. I didn't read his name. He was definitely there. Bob Cobb, the voice of the Bassmasters, if you don't recognize that name. This is Bob Cobb. He's in there. Um, there's definitely some, right? Um, Ike, I mean, KVD was on the list. Tommy Biffle still competing. Um, Jay Ellis was at the time still competing mark davis still competing fritz was when he was inducted uh gary klein still kevin Van Dam was is shaw grigsby was is uh yamamoto was probably still tournament fishing at that time stacy king was probably still tournament fishing in 2015. so not unheard of to have guys paul lice is still competing wasn't he fishing the major league fishing this year um so there's definitely been quite a few people that were still fishing at the time they went in yeah kirchel the only bass federation angler to win the the, uh, the classic no mike long yet they're still you know maybe next year's ballot clay Butch Brown, maybe soon. I don't know. I don't see a lot of big swim baiters. There are a few West Coast guys, but I do not see any big swim bait guys on the list. Brown Bait Company. My favorite angler all time? Hmm. Probably like somebody that I like resonate with and find to be a fan of that's easy to root for. Probably somebody like Hackney. The old kneel and reel, Clay. Made a whole career out of the kneel and reel. I mean, he's a good angler. And then I guess he won Gunnersville Tour. He's won some tour events. He was a darn good angler. He probably had some... Did Paul Ice ever have an ALY? In his formative years. No, 42-year career as a BSS pro has won six tournaments, including a 1982 Bassmaster Classic. Yeah, I don't see, I didn't see Hank on there. That's probably one that's coming down the pipe. Yep, Falcon record. Um, for Elias. 
But that got didn't oh, is that still the record? So cool. Ooh. I know you're a, you're a big Ike fan, really, Rich. You don't you don't have to fake it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering, did they beat that on fork or not? Did they? I can't remember. I have not ordered pre-order any Berkeley Nessies. Should I do a control F on Hank Parker? Hank Parker, class 2003. Never mind. Partyin. South Jersey fisherman, sorry, South Jersey bait reviews marked safely for his drive home. No, I think, I think uh, it stands. I'm not sure. Not up to a speed on my autographed Tennessee Bill Dance cap. Mm. Did anybody bid on anything from the uh, the Hall of Fame that they want to admit in the chat, or they don't want to talk about it because they don't want to they don't want to have any steam in on their uh, their bids. <clears throat> How many Bassmaster Elite Series tournaments do I think will go over 100 pounds next year? Do not have the schedule mesmerized, but we can uh, pull that up. Uh, schedule. Twenty twenty three twenty twenty four Bassmaster schedule. Let's see here. Oh my gosh, I want one that's just a oh there it is. All right. Share the screen. Over under a hundred pounds. Toledo Bend. I'm not gonna say not possible, but I don't think likely. But yes, it could happen. Uh I think fork multiple. I think most of the top ten could crack hundred pounds realistically. Oak Grand Lake, three-day tournament? Absolutely not. Leesburg, Florida in April. Palaka, Florida. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think, I mean, could they? Yes. Will they? Probably not. I don't think Columbia, I don't think Murray does it that time of year. I think pre-spawn, Murray would. Post-spawn, herring spawn, Shad spawn, I don't think it does. Could, but I don't think it does. 
Wheeler? I don't think so. Could, but won't. Smith Lake, absolutely not. I don't think Plattsburgh does. Uh, and I guess based as long as they have decent weather, then I uh, no, they're going out at Waddington. Ugh. Maybe Waddington, but I don't think it's the slam dunk that it was this year because they're not going out of Clayton. That's like two hours less fishing for everybody, at least maybe three hours less fishing for the guys going to the lake than they got going out of Clayton. Yeah, so I think one for sure in Lake Fork. There's a couple other maybes, but that's the only one I would like put money on that it happens, if I'm being honest. So I think one, maybe two. But I think they're going to be good events, and they'll be fun to watch. I don't think it's going to be a live scope dominated tournament like so many people think it is. I honestly don't. Will it win a bunch of tournaments? Probably, but it's not going to be like Champagne and St. Lawrence and St. Clair this year where you, it's, you know, 10 for 10 people in the top 10 all live scoping. <laughs> I don't think we're seeing that most of the year. Uh, I think Milliken does a lot of good things. Uh, I think he shares a lot of good information on his, he, his videos are good. He reaches a lot of people. Uh, I don't always care for some of his like mannerisms when he's fishing his yeah buds and that kind of stuff. But that doesn't, I mean, that doesn't make him a bad person or um, I think overall what he's doing for the sport and on YouTube and content creation is, is a, is a net positive. And I think he's a, a darn damn good angler. Um, I'd like to go fishing with him sometime. There will be front facing sonar in 2024 and the decades to come. You don't really hate Iconelli, Rich G. Come on. I'm not a huge jersey. I got a, a Chris Walsh Vikings jersey. And I've got a Jared Allen Vikings jersey. And that's it. And I haven't worn either one in several years. And I pretty much only wear, the only time I wear jerseys is when I'm watching a Vikings game or going to a Vikings game. Um, for the most part, I would say that fall feedback has not started in Minnesota yet, but we're close. If I was going to bid on the auction, uh, Not, I, I wouldn't personally, like, jerseys aren't my thing, so. Um, and I'm not a huge memorabilia guy. Um, I mean, like, a, a Steve Browning is known to be a chatterbait guy, so, like, to get his rod and reel set up for chatterbait, yeah, that seems pretty cool. Um...
I think some of the fishing trips could be cool. I mean, if I was going to do that, would be ones that I would more likely do. Um, I mean, if you just want to support it, right? Like you can buy a two hundred fifty dollars gift card <laughs> to tackle warehouse for what it costs. So, if you already know that you're going to spend two hundred fifty dollars at tackle warehouse, you could be helping out the. Uh, See, like, this is cool. KVD's winning gear. Is it the actual winning gear? Okay, so that... I mean, that's pretty cool. I don't know if I'd pay that much for it, but that is pretty cool. That's a pretty good piece of history. Um... Fishing trips are intriguing. I just don't like the thing is like I already don't have enough time to fish the tournaments and do the thing trips I want to do. I don't know I have enough the vacation time to uh how many bronze on fries do I get for $105? <laughs> They've got the description for the KG Shad package on the Spro Frog. Doesn't tell you how many you get. And you can grab, I mean, some of this, like, if you were going to buy some AFCO stuff, it seems like most of this stuff is probably around normal cost beat down mounts, things like that. <clears throat> I feel like that's probably a good price for a power pole. I feel like they should have sold a pair of them. Does anybody really want just one? You could probably save your money, Rich G, and just burn a uh, Ike t-shirt instead of his jersey. Uh, catching up. Skeet and Clear Lake. Yeah, there's some. I think the trips are the most attractive. But there are a couple of decent, like, gear, bait pack. Tackle Tour Swim Bait Collection. Did you see this one, Brandon? Triple Trout. A Valam. A snack sized trout. These are all individually, I feel like that's a pretty decent, like that's a pretty good price, Brendan. I actually have one of these trip. <clears throat> I have actually one of these uh, triple or these uh, snack trouts in my box. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. 
Let's pitch up a There you go. Everybody chip in. I'll go fishing with Randy. Taco trip in Japan. <laughs> a signed iCat. It was off his head and it's crazy small. see here oh that's right army outdoors checked in early so can somebody help me please figure out these california bass uh i feel like i don't know where you're at but i feel like it's all about that finesse drop shot life out there i would throw a drop shot if i just needed to catch a bass i'd throw a drop shot ralph most impactful thing on your fishing this season and why hmm it's a great question miles I can't think of any great, I mean, I've definitely learned some things with front-facing sonar this year and seen some things that were cool. Um, I feel like my season has been lackluster. So I don't know, like, maybe it's like negatively impact is just like, I don't know, I want to say negatively, like, I've been doing a lot more family stuff, not spending as much time researching, not spending as much time practicing. <laughs> That's probably uh, indicative of my performance on the water, uh, but it, it was a good trade. I do fish northern Minnesota a decent amount when we have tournaments up there. I don't know how far north we're talking, Jeremiah, but I did fish leech this year. Fished up by uh, Ottertail County, Fergus one time, but it's an eighty-one jersey. It's a, it's a it's a Blair Walsh jersey, not a Blair Walsh, Chris Walsh jersey. Um, I probably will use a hover rig more, but I probably won't be using it more this year because we're getting the fall and it should be sh more shallow power fishing. Like when I go to the river here in a couple weeks, I hope to be throwing topwaters, chatterbaits, swim jigs, like fishing, chasing baits. Um, So, and then fall fishing on lakes and stuff. We might get in the fall brawl for Arsenal. Hopefully that's a jig buzzbait bite. So I want to throw the hub rig more, but that's probably more of a next year thing. I don't know what Hunter lures either. I saw that package gator and I really don't know anything about them. Lots of good chat for a random non-topic night here. Yeah, Let's see uh, Duluth Grand Rapids leech. Yeah, I mean I've fished Pokegama quite a bit. Deer Lake. I've fished Island. I've fished Vermilion. I fished Tournament Vermilion just about every year. Fish leech decent amount. So yeah, I mean I've got quite a few videos from way up. North Jeremiah, so I'm pretty familiar. Not heard of Westleaf Lake, but it's probably good if it's up in that area. Yeah, Deer Lake was a uh, pretty cool. Had some pretty good clear smallies for sure. But uh, 
All right, guys, thanks for tuning in tonight. We're going to wrap things up just a little bit early. I got to get up early, get the kid to soccer practice before five in the morning. So uh, appreciate you hanging out. I'm really got to get trying to crank out some some edits on some tournament videos here. If there's anybody that is really serious that wants to discuss a partnership for a video editor, I'm looking for some of these young and ambitious that wants to uh, help me edit videos that has some talent but wants to learn about YouTube and possibly get out fishing with me and do some cool stuff. I seriously want to start to find that person. So spread the word. Uh, I don't know. I might grab some of the, I don't know, the big M's. We'll see. I've got quite a few of them that I haven't been throwing. Uh, but uh, we'll wrap things up. Thanks for coming in. I think the beginning of the show was fun. We had some some good nuggets here. Catch the replay on your favorite podcast app, Facebook, YouTube. Appreciate all you guys. Love hanging out. I look forward to every week hanging out with all of you uh, in the Visor gang. And as always, here to help you guys catch more big bass and suck less. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As always, thanks to all of you that hung in till the end of this podcast. This has been another episode of Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast Experience. Please consider sharing this with any of your bass and buddies and friends. This is the best way for podcasts to grow is through word of mouth. Also, don't forget to search Hellabass on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or just about anywhere else so that we can connect in more ways. As always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less. <laughs>